Hello, and welcome back to An Audience of One by Geniversity, in which we deliver spiritually uplifting content and motivation for everyday average people who could use a reminder that they have worth and value and a gift to the world that they need to share through living up to their full potential. Although this podcast is on all major platforms available to an audience of many, it is written as a letter to myself and therefore is intended to be an audience of one. But we hope this message resonates with you and helps motivate you to improve your life through spiritual development and taking action to be the person that you were meant to be. Support for this podcast is provided by listeners like yourself who make monthly contributions at gendiversity.com. So you've decided to change. You know that for the most part, you're most likely going to be going this path alone. And you've committed to forgiving yourself for your past transgressions. But your transformation just can't remain an idea in your head. At some point, you have to start taking action. And taking action is going to come in two forms. It's going to come in the form of not only what you do, but also what you don't do. Most of the time when we think about taking action, we think about the things that we can do. I can go to the gym. I can pray. I can give charity. I can treat somebody kindly. I can give someone a compliment and so on. And all of this is 100% correct. These are all good deeds that are going to have a positive impact. But taking action can also come in the form of what you don't do. And that may be counterintuitive because you're not actually doing anything. But the action that you are doing is the act of refraining. And sometimes that can be a lot more difficult than any other action that you actually do do. In fact, a lot of the reason why you are where you are right now is because of the things that you did do, not because of the things that you didn't do. And so there's a lot of good that can happen from just refraining from certain actions. And if refraining wasn't such a hard act to do, we wouldn't have so many people falling into the actions that they're falling into. So the first step is that you need to assess where you're at and you need to start critically looking at what are the things that you are doing wrong? What are the situations that you're putting yourself in that are detrimental to yourself? What are the reactions that you're having to certain situations that are negative? And likewise, you need to be looking at the things that you're not doing, but that you should be. Now, when you're doing this, you need to remember that you're not trying to lay blame. It's really easy for you to look at your situation and start thinking about your, your troubles, your faults, the situations that you've fallen in, and looking back at what you see as the root cause and start blaming your parents, blaming your school, blaming your environment, blaming your friends, or the lack thereof. It's very easy to start blaming your faults on the circumstances that you've been in and the things that people have done to you. You don't want to get caught up in that. If your parents did you wrong, you don't want to look at that. You want to look at your reaction because that's the ultimate issue. A group of people betrayed you. That sucks. They suck. But the betrayal is not the issue. It's how you reacted to it that was the issue. So take some time and list out for yourself all of your faults. What are your issues? What are the negative reactions that you have to situations? And if you feel poorly about yourself, this should be a really easy exercise because... You've been focusing on your faults for quite a bit of time. Start going through them and don't look at the cause, be it your circumstance, your situation, or the people who've wronged you. Look at your reaction and see that as the fault. Because you can only control what you can control. You can't always control your environment. You definitely can't change your upbringing. But you can change the things you do control and that's how you react to these negative situations and environments. Many villains are as such because they take out the rage and anger and frustration that resulted in the trauma that they faced and they take it out on the world. Whereas many heroes may have experienced trauma, but they've taken the approach of 
that they wanna make sure that nobody else ever has to go through what they went through ever again. So fundamentally, what this comes down to is, do you want to be a good person or not? You could choose to be bad, which would be extremely liberating, at least on this plane. You'd have to give up on any sense of morality or the feeling of remorse, and then go have fun. The world's filled with evil deeds that give you an instant sense of gratification. But you're going to hurt yourself, and you're gonna hurt everyone around you. And unless you are absolutely pure evil, which I don't believe that even the worst of the worst are, you're going to devour yourself until you are so distraught by your actions that you completely lose your mind, your soul, and eventually your life. But if you're choosing to be good, you've got to do good. Good people do good deeds. You have to act. Now, this is actually a lot more difficult than it sounds, not because you don't know the things that you have to stop doing or the things that you need to start doing, but because there's so much that has to change that it can feel extremely overwhelming. So you need to do triage. You need to figure out what are the most important actions that you need to take in order to get stabilized. Now, before you start making a list of all the things you need to do and all the things that you need to stop, you need to realize that change is a process. You're not gonna cut everything out cold turkey. You're just not. Just like you're not going to turn on the water hose of good deeds all in one day. First and foremost, you're just not capable of doing so. There are no overnight success stories in life. They don't exist. Everything is a process. And it's the very fact that people don't recognize that change and development is a process is the reason why they fail. Because you think you have to change overnight and you have good intentions and you try and you fail and then you feel like a failure and it reinforces all of the negative thoughts that you have about yourself. Secondly is that even if you were able to, it's just not sustainable. You are going to make mistakes. And having this rigid idea of what the path looks like, which leaves no room for deviation when we all deviate, is just begging for failure. Because consistent success is going to take an immense amount of effort and focus. And that effort and focus is going to be a skill that you're going to have to develop over time. It isn't something that you just have to turn on because you accidentally turned it off one day. Just as your fall to your current state didn't happen overnight, you're not going to change everything around overnight. There were consistent small chips away at your armor day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year that resulted in your current state. So the process of reforging that armor is going to take time. The more good you do, the higher your tolerance for doing good is going to become and the more good you're going to be able to do. Likewise, the more that you refrain from, the higher your tolerance for refraining is going to become, the more you're going to be able to refrain from. Remember, you need to set yourself up for success. The last thing you need to do is bite off more than you can chew, fail in your efforts, and then saddle yourself with the discouragement of that failure. You do that, and you start to reinforce in your mind that you're a failure, you're worthless, you can't do anything right, you're not capable of change, your efforts are fruitless, they always will be, so why try in the first place, and now we're back to square one. So we're gonna make a list, or a mental list, of all the things that we're doing wrong, all of the negative reactions that we have to the situations and circumstances that we're in. And the objective here isn't to make a list of all of our faults so that we can crush our souls with, you know, just reminding ourselves of how bad we really are, but we want to be able to take a critical look at where are the areas that are really crushing our lives. And where are the areas that, yeah, I really shouldn't be doing that, but uh, it's not the biggest issue on the list right now. So there are two things to consider here. Not all evil is equal. 
there are some things that are killing you immediately and absolutely destroying your life. If you are bleeding out on the operating table, I am not going to address your broken finger. Yes, the finger needs to be fixed, but it's not going to kill you. If you're using heroin, I am not going to give you a hard time about the fact that you're smoking cigarettes. Yet, because you want to put most of your effort towards the biggest problems first, because those are the things that are really wrecking your life. And those are the things that if you were to fix, would alleviate a lot of the pain and the problems that you're facing, which would cause a lot of other issues to start to fall back into place. And remember, you are not going to fix these things overnight. It is going to be a process. These are issues that we want to continuously put most of our effort towards. Essentially, what we're doing is we're addressing the elephant in the room. Now, you may feel like this is just too daunting of a task right now, most probably because you have tried to address it in the past and failed, obviously. So although we're going to put most of our effort towards addressing that day after day, the second thing that we need to do is look for easy wins. These are issues that you know are not crushing you. They're bad, but they're not the ones that are really devastating your life and your situation. It's the broken finger. These are gonna be like confidence boosters because you need some easy wins. Success breeds success. And the more success you have, the more positive you're gonna feel about your situation. The more positive you feel about your situation, the more likely that you're going to want to continue the fight. The important thing is that you need to start addressing the bleeding. You don't need to fix everything but you need to start addressing some of these issues. And while addressing everything all at once might sound cool, most of us don't have the capacity to walk that path. So we're gonna address one thing at a time. And if we have success, we add more, but we're not gonna bite off more than we can chew and set ourselves up for failure. And while you're doing this, do not, do not set hard lines for what you define as success. There's no specific date that you're gonna start or that you're gonna stop. And on that day, these demons are completely out of your life. Your job is to fight. That is your success. And I'm sorry to break it to you, but unfortunately, some of the battles that you're going to be facing, you're going to be facing your entire life. It will get easier, but some things may not go away. Some scars are just too deep. So realize that you are committing to a process, not a hard date where after which everything is going to be great. We all have bad days, be it in the gym or be it in our character. Just because you have a bad workout doesn't mean you give up on your program. And likewise, just because you have a day where you relapse on some of your character faults doesn't mean that you give up on you. You're trying. You're trending in the right direction. That is success because the results are going to come not from one day of good deeds or one day of refraining from bad deeds but the collective of consistent actions over an extended period of time. So up until now, a lot of your steps in this process have been actions inside of the mind, but now you have to start actually acting physically, and you have to, in this, stop the bleeding. You have to stop and refrain from the actions that are truly devastating your life and destroying your character. And if you can't stop, do less but you have to start the process of trying to refrain from those things. Now, on the other side, you need to start doing positive things. You need to start doing good deeds, things that are going to give you spiritual credit and things that are going to give you an emotional boost. 
Every deed you do is going to make it easier for you to do more good. The more good you do, the less time you have for bad. It's real hard for somebody to run and smoke at the same time. If you're in bed early and up early, you're going to miss the devil's most active hours. The more good you do, the better you're going to feel about yourself. The better you feel about yourself, the less likely you're going to be to want to do bad tearing down all of the good deeds that you've built up. And just like you're not going to stop every single problem that you have overnight, you're not going to save the world overnight. Obviously, you shouldn't be thinking like that. But just like in trying to mitigate your evil, you're going to have to try and increase your good in moderation, which might sound weird because why would you want to moderate the amount of good that you do, but you don't want to wake your soul up one day and decide that I'm going to cure the heroin epidemic and solve human trafficking. First, because you haven't built up your capacity for that level of good. No good deed goes unpunished. And when you start to do really, really good deeds, you will face really, really big trials. And that is not what you need to be facing right now. And second is that you need easy wins here. We do not need to set ourselves up for inevitable failures, which reinforce the negative self-talk of you suck. You fail at everything that you try. You can't do anything right or consistently. So why are you even trying? You're in a fragile state right now. You do not need that. You need to gradually build up your capacity for good. And with regards to your personal relationships, you need to temper your expectations because obviously there's a lot of room for improvement there. You've definitely done some damage in both your actions and inactions. So don't expect that the people that you care about are going to embrace, notice, or be grateful for your change in character. But again, and remember, this is very important that this is not about them. It's about you. Because why do we do good deeds in the first place? Like, what's the point? A lot of people do good deeds because they want something back in return. I'll pay for dinner this time. He'll pay for dinner next time. It's a very transactional experience. People, even if they don't want to admit it, see it as an investment. I'll put in an effort at this point in time, hoping to gain some sort of reciprocal action at some point in the future, be it in the form of time, money, or some similar action to the action that I took. This is the most base reason for doing a good deed. And I hate to break it to you, but it's actually not a good deed. At best, it's just neutral. And the worst part about it is you might not actually get anything back in return because it's not an altruistic action. Don't expect any sort of spiritual credit with God when you did the action for a being. And if the person you did it for doesn't return the favor, then you really lost out twice. But it could be worse. You could go in the negative and do your good deeds so that Others see you, appreciate you, and praise you for your actions. He's such a nice guy. He's so helpful. He's so religious. He's so generous. Oh, look at him. He's turning his life around. This quickly turns your good deeds into bad deeds regardless of the positive impact that they may have in this world because now you're making idols of your audience. Both of these are problematic, mainly because they're performative for the purpose of seeking pleasure from others. In the first, you want something in return be it cash or time or reciprocal actions. In the second, you want attention, love, affection, approval from the people who view your actions. And the worst part of it is that it's quite likely that in both scenarios, you receive none of the above. When from a spiritual perspective, good deeds are gonna be done for the refinement of your character in the process of seeking closeness to a higher power. The good deeds are like going to the gym. You're going to strengthen your spiritual muscles by lifting heavier deeds, and the process is going to refine your character. It will refine your character first, and obviously because you're doing good deeds, and 
good people do good deeds, kind of in the definition. Second is because you are creating a process in which you're strengthening your resolve to do good deeds in the future. Just like evil, good is on a spectrum. Some deeds are greater than others, but be forewarned that great deeds come with their own problems. One of the greatest setbacks you ever faced was due to the reaction you had to the circumstances you faced after doing a good deed. And as you were told, no good deed goes unpunished. You're not prepared for certain acts. Martyrs are martyrs for a reason. The more good you do, the more you'll be capable of doing good. The more good you do, the more that you'll be tested and the more trials that you're going to face. The more trials and tests that you face, the more that you're gonna build up your capacity to do more good because you'll be more capable of handling the tests and trials that come with doing those good deeds. So you need to start doing good, but you don't wanna bite off more than you can chew. You've got a personality that likes to go big or go home. When you wake up, you're gonna to wanna to save the world. And while that's a good idea, that's not where you start. A boxer doesn't face the champ in his first fight. You gotta warm up with some easier challenges first. You run a half marathon before you run an ultra. You're not gonna race Goggins on your first day back. And there are a lot of good deeds that you can do that don't require an enormous amount of effort but can still have a really big impact in your life. You can pray, you can smile, you can compliment someone, you can tell those that you love that you love them. You can give the guy who's begging for a dollar a dollar or maybe even a meal. Read some spiritual text or listen to a uplifting and motivational podcast. Just put your head down and work. I promise you it will pay off. Again, it's like going to the gym. You're going to feel good just by showing up. You're not going to see the results right away, but you're going to feel good about it. And feeling good about yourself is going to encourage you to do more good. And if you're consistent, then over time, you're going to see those spiritual muscles grow and you're going to see that character become defined. So you need to take action. First, by putting a stop to the critical areas of failure. It might take days, most likely weeks, most probably it's going to take months. But just start trying. Resist the urge to fall in the traps that have been holding you back. And while you're supporting the resistance, start racking up good deeds. Start small and stay consistent. A small good deed done over and over again consistently is gonna be way more powerful towards your transformation than a great deed done once and never repeated again. It's hard and counterintuitive to act in moderation, especially if you've woken up and have this new sense of energy towards doing good deeds and righting previous wrongs. But incremental, sustainable efforts is the most tried and tested method of growth and self-improvement and every field imaginable. So start, even if you have to start small and stay consistent. It's time that your commitment to improvement progresses from a desire within your heart to actions that you put forth into the world.